No, clickbait. Uh, clickbait. Oh, clickbait. Nah, clickbait. Clickbait. Somebody should do a podcast about clickbait. Clickbait. You are listening to Clickbait with Ian and Gail, where scrolling is a thing of the past. There are no next buttons, and sarcastic fun is our specialty. This is Clickbait, and here's Ian and Gail. Clickbait! Hello, and welcome to the Clickbait Podcast, where we search out, talk about, and make fun of strange stories so you don't have to. Let's get started. The medical world evolves almost daily. New vaccines and treatments are developed at an unbelievable rate, and millions have been successfully treated worldwide for all types of ailments. Syphilis and gonorrhea come to mind. Mm Mm-hmm. From people waking up out of years of long comas, to people who begin speaking a new language after head trauma. Or being able to play a concerto piano after being struck by lightning. We did a podcast about that. We did do a podcast about that, that's correct. The catalogue of human oddities, miraculous recoveries, and unsolved medical mysteries is vast. But there's more to these cases than the just the shock value. All the shock treatment. Ooh, we did a podcast about that, too. <laughs> it's all tying together here. What headlines call miracles are just a testament to human resilience, and so-called medical mysteries remind us just how much we have to learn about the body and mind. Like, where is the clitoris? <laughs> and would you mind showing me? <laughs> Today's subject is one such mystery, but it's not her life that was a mystery, as much as her death. It wasn't how she died, but what happened when she died. When Gloria Ramirez checked into a hospital, people around her started falling mysteriously ill leading to her nickname, The Toxic Lady. Did Gloria's infection initiate illness? Can a Chicana cadaver kill? Is there something sinister sharing a sickness? And why are Charlie Sheen and George Clooney creating chaos in the county (laughs) clinic? Join us now as we wainfully wander through the curious case of Gloria Ramirez, a.k.a. The Toxic Lady. In 1994, Gloria Ramirez was admitted to the General Hospital in Riverside, California, suffering from advanced cervical cancer. There's her first problem. She went into the General Hospital and she had a very specific illness. (laughs) Not to mention, George Clooney isn't even a real doctor. (laughs) I guess Ramirez was in pretty bad shape. It says she died within 30 minutes of her arrival. Yeah, well, listening to that twat Clooney for 30 minutes would kill me too. Or at the very least, make me throw up. Dude, what do you have against George Clooney? He's a self-righteous prick. (laughs) So nurses uh, noticed an oily sheen covering the woman's body (laughs) and a fruity garlic-like odor coming from Ramirez's mouth. An oily sheen? What was that pervert doing at the hospital? (laughs) And what's he covering Ramirez's body with? An AIDS-laden pearl necklace? (laughs) (laughs) That might explain the odor coming from her mouth. Charlie Sheen. Always <laughs> making an appearance. Uh, attending nurse Susan Kane. Att- you know what I like about this story? What's that? I can freaking pronounce the names. <laughs> Thank Christ. <laughs> For those of you who listen to previous podcasts, you will understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, he gives me all the hard words. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're smarter than me. <laughs> attending nurse Susan Kane attempted to draw blood from the woman's arm 
and noted an ammonia-like smell coming from the tube. This is one smelly woman. <laughs> right. Garlic <laughs> ammonia. Charlie Sheen's jizz. <laughs> she soon complained about a burning sensation washing over her face and fainted. <laughs> really? Big surprise, there's a burning sensation. Charlie Sheen's in the room. <laughs> I suspect standard precautions such as rubber gloves and, and such might not be enough. You know, a CDC certified spacesuit <laughs> on a full-on human prophylactic might just work. Yeah, maybe two, just in case. You, you want to be safe, right? <laughs> Well, the unconscious body of Susan Cain was removed from the trauma room. And was left to recover on the couch in Harvey Weinstein's office, who administered several of his own speciality injections. All right, look, we know that Harvey Weinstein was uh, news weeks ago, but we still get the good material from him, so we're going to keep using it. Doctors noted small manila-colored particles floating in a vial of Gloria Ramirez's blood. Dr. Gorjinsky began to feel nauseated, mentioning that she felt lightheaded and fainted shortly afterwards. Nurse nauseated slapped the doctor's hand away and marched right down to HR. <laughs> Not a good day for HR. A line was forming as nurses lightheaded and faint showed up minutes later. Well, with all these shenanigans and goings on, it's no wonder Charlie Sheen was lurking around. <laughs> Dr. Korczynski would spend the next two weeks in intensive care. Hey, or as HR calls it, administrative leave. <laughs> Maureen Welch, the uncle rapist, was the third the, member. The rapist? Yes, it says there. The, the, ther, oh, therapist. <laughs> therapist. <Sorry. laughs> the rapist. Ma Maureen Welch, the on-call therapist, <laughs> became the third member of the emergency team that treated Ramirez to be mysteriously knocked unconscious, her limbs thrashing wildly on the floor. <laughs> In attempt to fend off Charlie Sheen, I assume. <laughs> So Charlie Sheen admitted that he didn't tell 25 sexual partners that he had HIV. Should, shouldn't he be charged with some kind of crime? Yeah. I realize HIV doesn't mean you'll die from AIDS, but getting it is kind of a bummer. <laughs> also, it says Welch was mysteriously knocked unconscious. How is anybody mysteriously knocked unconscious? Knocking implies someone conked you on the head with a bar stool or something. I mean, there's probably no bar stools in a hospital. Yeah, well, there's probably plenty of stools in the lab. <laughs> I suppose you could knock someone out with a turd. <laughs> Shove it in their mouth and choke them. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Ramirez, I think isn't we're going to talk isn't about that, that later. Podcast about shit coming out of your mouth. I think that's coming up this podcast. Actually, oh, okay. it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy how everything ties together. It's amazing. Uh, Ramirez was pronounced dead at eight fifty p.m. End of the story. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 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 Ramirez is pronounced dead at 8.50 p.m., only 35 minutes after being admitted. Her cause of death was declared as kidney failure related to cancer. That's a weird word, pronounced. You only ever hear it two times in your life, when you get married and when you die. Well, you probably don't hear it when you're dead, but... True, but married and dead, that's where it gets used. Some would say that's the same event. <laughs> And kidney failure due to cancer. Those pathological regions for death crap me up. Shooting yourself in the head is called massive head trauma. It's like they went to school for eight years so they could come up with these clinical descriptions when all you really need is a thesaurus and an imagination. <laughs> I mean, com completely, complete absence of regular cardiac cycle. Electroneurology deficiency. I can see Clooney spewing this crap and looking like a smug twat <laughs> until Ramirez's husband hits him in the chops and another doctor gets knocked unconscious. <laughs> You really have a problem with Clooney. <laughs> All right, well, it was learned that Ramirez had been taking solvent called dimethyl sulfoxide, 
or DMSO, using it as a home remedy with the intention of decreasing her pain. A home remedy for pain relief. She read this crap on the internet and thought it was a good idea. There's a court case uh, soon to be heard in the Supreme Court where some families are asking that the gun manufacturers be made liable for how people use their products. Of course, it won't go anywhere, but you, can you imagine the panic at Google if the decision went against the gun manufacturers? Everyone who ever did anything stupid because they saw it on the internet would want a piece of their Google millions. Abs- well, it would be the same thing, right? I got burns on my arms because I was playing some stupid-ass game that I saw on the internet that I Googled. And my teeth are now crystally white because I eat Toad Pots. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, in her case, it actually did decrease the pain anyway, <laughs> it did, completely. Did, so it did, in fact, decrease the pain? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. It, she died. <laughs> <laughs> so it's completely... De- I'm not saying you should go out and drink you know, this DMSO stuff. I'm just saying, in her case, it decreased the pain completely. Okay. So it turns out there'd been a buildup of this solvent in Ramirez's body due to a urinary blockage. <laughs> what, Charlie, he'll stick it anywhere. <laughs> Oxygen administered by the paramedics interacted with a buildup of DMSO, creating DMSO2, or dimethylsulfone. DMSO2 crystallizes at room temperature, which would explain the small particles observed in the blood. Well, duh, Captain Obvious. Everyone knows if you combine combine oxygen with DMSO, you create DMSO2, which will crystallize at a given temperature. I didn't know that. Yes, you did. Don't don't lie to our... You are smart. See, but my, my issue with this is the term room temperature. That's a little vague, room temperature. My house is 80 degrees because I'm old and my bones ache. <laughs> room temperature in any strip casino is probably 70 degrees to entice people to come in out of 115 degree heat. And imagine the room temperature of a Death Valley guard shack in August. Well, room temperature is said to be about 68 to 77 degrees F, which is good ale fermenting temperatures. So your rent basically means nothing. What I'm saying is if you're going to talk science shit, be specific. <laughs> okay, can we get back to the podcast now, Mr. Bedantic? As you wish. Okay, so this was a harmless interaction. <laughs> yeah, that's what Kevin Spacey tried to say. I'm going to get a lot of mileage out of this. Stuff. <laughs> I think so. Until as part of the rescue efforts, defibrillators were administered and caused the deadly storm of bad chemistry. Yeah, like a bad late night at Taco Bell on a belly full of IPA and absinthe. Because <laughs> mm, that's what I fancy. Mm, we all <laughs> When the electric shots hit during defibrillation, the DMSO2 was converted into DMSO4. Now, see, that I didn't know. You didn't know I that. didn't know if you <laughs> added electricity to DMSO2 that it would be converted to DMSO4, so I'm learning something. It's called dimethyl sulfate, huh. an extremely poisonous gas which permeated the air surrounding the body in doses that would cause the very symptoms that the doctors and nurses described. Yeah, that's what Taco Bell and IPA does for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. I think the moral of the story might be something like, if you drink kitchen cleaner to cure <laughs> cancer, you're fucking up. Yeah. And drink IPA and eat Taco Bell, same thing, but you don't die. <laughs> it's going to piss off all the IPA snobs. <laughs> yeah, all those Taco Bell fanatics. So in a similar story, the exact opposite happened. <laughs> it's a similar story, but it's the exact opposite. <laughs> so nurses and patients came back from the dead surrounded by sweet-smelling aroma. 
Uh, no, not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Our subject in this misadventure didn't come to the hospital toxic, but she sure as hell left that way. So Kelly Yeoman, 34, underwent a minor surgical procedure when a slip of the scalpel hit her bowel, causing it to stop functioning. Uh, according to the British Broadcast Corporation, here we go with the Brits again. <laughs> according you to, had to get that in, didn't I, you? Every time. Every <laughs> damn time. That's a uh, dig for the... Um, public school joke earlier (laughs) it's not a joke it's true but (laughs) still all right according to the bbc uh she's been unable to poop for the last 15 weeks and uh, is basically suffocating from her own fecal matter oh gosh so this was confusing at first because you don't breathe through your ass (laughs) that's where most people keep their brains (laughs) (laughs) but that's right so she's suffocating from her own fecal matter because she couldn't poop so we'll have to get into this a little bit here she is now regularly vomiting a foul mixture of her last meal and her own excrement, <laughs> oh. and she is struggling to breathe. As is the rest yeah. of the hospital staff. <laughs> um, an x-ray shared on her Facebook page shows that her fecal matter has reached her chest. Talk about oversharing. <laughs> <laughs> is she smearing the fecal matter to her chest? Is it building up from her asshole up to her chest? Oh, Jesus. Disgusting. Yeoman says that she's had two operations since, but that her health issues and allergies complicate finding a solution. Yeah, I don't believe that a breast enhancement and a Brazilian butt lift probably help her perforated bowel. <laughs> right. You know, they say her allergies caused uh, complications. If this were me, I don't care what I'm allergic to, stop the mouth shitting at all costs. <laughs> Hospital staff has said at any moment her bowel could perforate, which, if she is lucky enough to survive the complications, will result in a colostomy bag for the rest of her life. The staff has said that they heard Yeoman saying something that sounded like, will a colostomy bag stop me from shitting in my mouth? If it does, I'll take it. But they couldn't be sure because her mouth was full. This sounded like BS to us, so we looked it up and... Yeah, I know. Research. <laughs> Fecal vomiting is real. And that, for people as twisted as us, is just freaking brilliant. It means you can talk shit. Yeah. And it's not just for politicians. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. This brings us to the educational portion of our podcast. So gather around the little tax deductions and let's dig into today's lesson. <laughs> Fecal vomiting, also called feculent vomiting. And school is a big word. Stercoraceous vomiting. Stercoraceous. Wasn't that a... uh... Stercoraceous vomiting is a kind of vomiting wherein the material vomited is of fecal origin. (laughs) Yeah, like we needed a medical degree to figure that out. That sounds like most of the papers I had to do in school, right? Just restate the subject for five typewritten pages. It's a common symptom of gastrojujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujujuj
<laughs> in Egypt, the sphincter. <laughs> uh, backwards through the through the pyloric sphincter into the stomach, where they are then vomited. Jesus, can, can you imagine the halitosis? No amount of mouthwash or breast mints are breast mints. Breast mints. <laughs> Breath uh, mints are going to help that. Our homebrew is great, by the way. In case you're wondering why this is going downhill so fast. But you can bet that some Jersey Shore twat with his polyester disco shirt after 10 pints of lager on a Friday night would still go in for the tonsil-licking Frenchie when the club kicks out at 2 a.m. Uh Fecal, fecal vomiting is often accompanied by an odor of feces on the breath. <laughs> really? 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 I never would have thought no that. No shit. Huh. <laughs> I thought it would come out smell like roses. Uh, and gastrointestinal symptoms, including abdominal pain, abdominal distension, dehydration, and diarrhea. Uh, now, I'm no doctor, but that doesn't seem right. If fecal vomiting is caused by intestinal obstruction, how can you have diarrhea? It seems like one would negate the other. Yeah, if you're shitting everything out, then why? Well, how can you shit anything out? You've got a blockage. Let's say you were shitting things out. You wouldn't have anything building up to throw up? Uh, in severe cases, bowel obstruction or constipation, such as those related to uh, clozapine treatment. Did I, get that? I got that right. Clozapine, the first time. Clozapine or clozapine? Clozapine, okay. In several cases of bowel obstruction or constipation, such as those related to clozapine treatment, fecal vomiting has been identified as a cause of death. Yeah, and uh, less severe side effects are loss of weight, loss of friends, and <laughs> loss of, of human, human dignity. <laughs> Do you know what a clozapine treatment is? Uh, no, but I'm sure you did the research like a traitor that you are. Uh, so why don't you take us through it? So clozapine is an antipsychotic medication. Huh? It works by changing the actions of chemicals in the brain. It's used to treat severe schizophrenia and to reduce the risk of suicidal behavior in people with schizophrenia or similar disorders. So just to clarify, a treatment for schizophrenia and suicidal tendencies can make you shit out of your mouth and kill you? Yeah. How fucked, How fucked up is that? Right? <laughs> uh, let's end this on a high note. Uh, yeah, a- uh, fecal vomiting can also occur in cats. <laughs> so if you, if you have a cat suffering from this, have it euthanized. Yeah, and if you have a cat that's not suffering from this... Have it euthanized. Right? <laughs> Get a fucking dog, you pussy. <laughs> That concludes today's episode. If you'd like to support the Clickbait Podcast, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash clickbaitcast. If you would like to get in touch with us and make a story suggestion, send an email to clickbaitcasters at gmail.com. We don't promise to use your suggestion, but if we do, you will get a mention during that episode. At Clickbait, we don't claim to have written any of the source material that we've used in the making of our podcast. In fact, the very opposite is true. This is how it works. We do as little research as humanly possible to get the material we need. That usually means a questionable wiki page. Then we read the story and insert smart-ass comments as we see fit. Each episode would have a post at our Patreon page that refers back to those questionable sources we used. You know, that wiki page we spoke about? And all the credit goes to the folks that put in the actual work that makes our job easier. So we thank you, hard workers. 